what's up what's up my highness queens we are back with another episode of bluntly black girls how y'all been it is summertime or about to be summertime like a week away from summertime but this weather out here in cali and i'm sure many other places lets us know that bitch is summer and i'm ready to have a high girl summer what about y'all i think that's the thing to do Hot girl summer, high girl summer, whatever kind of summer you want to have. I say do it with some cannabis and with us. So here we are with another episode. This time I had a friend uh, from Louisiana come through. Her name's Jada of Cushy Travels. She is a cannabis content creator, a foodie and travel blogger, a cannabis um, event planner plus a whole bunch of other stuff this girl wears a lot of hats but she does it all while being high because why not right duh so we talk about her journey um from cannabis i'm sorry we talk about her journey from corporate to cannabis um and what led her along that path path what that journey looked like for her and she also gives some really good like actionable steps that you can take if you're looking to do the same thing if being a food blogger or any type of blogger or a cannabis content creator or any type of content creator she gives some really good actionable steps that you can take to start going where you want to go so get some notes or get get a notepad and a pen or your notes app on your phone. Just make sure you're listening because she definitely drops gems. And then we wrap it up. Um, giving our two cents, two puffs, whatever you want to call it, on the infamous slap at the Oscars. So I think this is just like was a like a really good high ass, inspirational ass, fun ass conversation with another bluntly black girl. I hope y'all enjoy it. Um let me know what you think. Of course, comment, rate, subscribe, talk to me. I love hearing from y'all. And let's get into the episode. So let me introduce who came to smoke with me today. It is my girl, Highness Queen Jada, right? And she is the owner, correct? Owner, creator. Yes. Of Cushy Travel, yes. which is yes. basically an Instagram that documents all of your cannabis travel lifestyle, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. I just yes. I just did that off the top of my head. You did great. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. We're here. <laughs> Look, we're here. I, that yes. that is because that's right exactly. There. I did my researches and my Google's. I was trying to like look and see like your past posts and stuff like that when I have people come on. And I was like, this is literally just, you know, cannabis travel lifestyle and a black woman. And I love everything about it. And now I know you can color really well too. So like, that's another like yes. tip in the pro box. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, so, I'm a great color. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell us about yourself, Jada. Tell us about Cushy Travel. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I get asked that question a lot because of what I do outside of Cushy Travel. Um, and I've been thinking for like several weeks on how I make that an elevator speech. And there's really no way to make that an elevator speech. Um, I do a lot of things. I'm a creative. Um, I'm a photographer. 
I'm a social media maven. Um, I do PR work. I do event curation. Um, I'm a public speaker. I just was a keynote speaker at a travel blogger a conference in April. Um, so I do quite a bit of things. I'm a project manager as well. Um, but it all boils down to like creativity and creating experiences um, and then partnering with various people like yourself um, or different things and pushing everybody else to get to like that next level in business like I'm no business coach I don't do any of that none of that but I feel as though and I've, this word has been spoken over me that I'm a bridge um, so I'm always able to give like that little bitty little idea it's like a muse or something I guess if you will for lack of better terms of it um, and cushy travel is my little baby um, I actually started in this social media game and world in uh, 2000 and. 13, 12, 13. Um, I used to do a lot of Twitter parties. Bloggers used to have Twitter parties and stuff then. Um, and I ended up participating in a whole bunch of stuff that was local in my area um, and got contacted by our tourist bureau to start like doing some stuff. And then I got contacted by our local newspaper to actually write a review about a restaurant. Because I'm all about food, I'm all about travel, experiences, that type of thing. Um, so long story short, that went so well. Um, and even learning different things and becoming like an official travel writer like with work published in USA Today and Huffington Post and different things um, that I took those skills once I became really immersed in cannabis and said okay well I've done this for this brand on loving this life why can't I do this for a cannabis brand as well? And so Cushy Travel was born <laughs> from there. Um, and I decided to completely do it like in February of 2019. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to lay the foundation for 2019, 2020. I'm going to travel and I'm going to really get the content for this brand. And you know, the whole panoramic and Nini pandemic. <laughs> organicness of like okay here's where I was led and it just kind of all yeah. worked out and kind of all you know fell into place and I think that's how you know it's really something that you're you're meant to do and this is what your destiny revolves around um because it works yes. out on its own right yes so that's that's so freaking beautiful yeah, and so like now because you travel, you know, we do some travel, there's a lot of advocacy, um, there's a lot of what's happening in the legislative areas uh, in Louisiana and a couple of other states, um, and events, and just having fun and making connections and showing a different look of a black woman who uses cannabis. You know, for so long, we had been led to think, oh, people that smoke weed, they're non-productive, they're this, they're that, 
all those negative stigmas, which we know that is not true at all. Um, so it's just to give a different look at a black woman who actively uses cannabis daily and is still a professional, still fly as F. Yes. <laughs> um, it's just amazing. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. That's exactly what we're here for and why I knew that you would be a great person to have on the show because you're just amazing. Yeah. I think you're amazing and thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Um, so what about, tell us about you. Tell us about your, your personal relationship with cannabis. Yeah. So I actually, um, I have always delved into cannabis because of friends and stuff. Um, but I feel like I was Bill Clinton and I never really got mm -hmm. high until uh, some people taught me officially how to smoke. <laughs> um, and so I use cannabis for uh, anxiety. I use cannabis for pain. Like right now I am ovulating as we are speaking <laughs> and these cramps are mm. kicking my tail but I use cannabis for this pain right. um I'm a Scorpio but I am a extroverted introvert um so I have issues like with small talk with like in groups of strangers or people that I'm not interested in really you know like I don't know you you know what right. I'm saying and so cannabis helps me kind of relax and be able to dive into conversations with people. Um, so I use it truly as the medicine that it is. Um, I use cannabis even with sex uh, to elevate my sex life. I use cannabis. Um, cannabis is just like almost a cure-all right now right. <laughs> in my life. And I love cannabis. She's my girl. <laughs> I love that. I love a well-rounded cannabis consumer. Like, you can't beat that. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I know. I I have to... Um, so, do you use CBD for cramps? Yeah. So, what I do is... Um, and this... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about the brand, but it's, I'm not an uh, ambassador of hers, but I just really love her product. Um, there's this product, Soul Addict. Uh, they have, like, five or six different hemp lines. And so, what I do is I'll make an herbal spliff and their hemp flower with like an indica dominant hybrid and it won't put me to sleep but it has me chilled all the way out to be able to still function but tame these cramps as well <laughs> yeah that sounds good so you do like um they're like you said herbal blends right the, the yeah the, i do herbal blends but also they smoke. have hemp flower yeah, to smoke. I'm mm. a smoker, girl. I am an inhalation consumer through and through. <laughs> yeah, I um I had bought some smoke blends, and it really does yeah. change the experience that you have. And I mean that in the best way possible. <laughs> like yeah, it, 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 it elevates right, it. Right, right, right. Um, so that's yes. I love that you know what works for you, and that you smoke yes. with intent. Um, and yes. purpose, and I think that's so such a beautiful uh, a journey for you. Um, so, when did you start consuming cannabis? Like, how old? Yeah, like officially, it was October of two thousand and fifteen. Oh, you remember um, I will never that? <laughs> yeah, so I remember exactly when it was. There's a story. <laughs> Listen, I'm a story girl. Yes, let's let's tell the there story. There is a story. 
Yeah, so I was getting an award here uh, from this foundation about the work that I was doing in the community. Um, and so that award, it was Halloween weekend. Um, and so I was supposed to be going to uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, which is like uh, about three and a half hours away from here, um, to like there's a hot, there's Hot Springs, the city, then there's like the national park, and then there's like this retirement village called Hot Springs Village. So I was going there with my 60 year old white lady friends um, <laughs> who smoked so much weed, girl. <laughs> um, and they used to always take me on vacations and stuff with them. We had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Awesome. Right. The old retired ladies. It, it, it is. No, listen, it, it's a cultural thing too, because that's why I just had to learn how to teach teach myself how to learn how to roll because of who I learned to smoke with. But so I was supposed to go up with them, but I stayed over home that Friday night and I drove out early the next morning, that Saturday morning. Um, and so by the time I got there, uh, they were in their pajamas still that morning. I'm like, well, I'm going to put on my pajamas because uh, they're back patty look like this big water source i don't even know what lake it is now but it's just you saw mountains and waters and just scenery for days um and so they asked me once again did i want to smoke i'm like no i really didn't do anything i never get high um and they're like we're gonna teach you how to smoke so they i mean how to breathe so they gave me a actual breathing lesson um and told me they're like inhale just like you're normally breathing and they said exhale and just taught me that and they said okay when you get this pipe because of course they had pipes they're like that's exactly what you're going to do and one hit later my eyes were glassed over i had the <laughs> biggest smile on my face yes i did it right i got it this time <laughs> Yes, and it has been a relationship uh, since then, including, mm -hmm. like, even before I even thought about Cushy Travel. Um, because of that experience, um, then I was intentional in taking trips as far as, like, cannabis tourism just to do it, not even thinking about the business aspect of it, but just to do it. Um, and then having cannabis-infused dinners uh, with my friends for my birthday. It was a bunch of us Scorpios got together and had a dinner. Um, and so that was – they. Those two ladies <laughs> were my gateway into actually full time using cannabis and doing all of the things with it. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that it was because I feel like most, you know, beginning stories always with like your friends in high school or college and you're like sneaking in. Yeah. No, you went the complete opposite and went and found the OGs, OGs. <laughs> and they said, let me teach you something real quick. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they taught me, baby. They taught me. <laughs> I absolutely yes. love that. That is so beautiful. <laughs> Such a great story. <laughs> and now, look at you. Like a little, little caterpillar baby that just blossomed like a beautiful cushy travel butterfly. Right. And doing <laughs> all of the cannabis things now and I always and I um I really don't communicate with them because you know life and just different things um but I try anytime anybody asks me about cannabis I try to always remember to reflect on them because it was literally that moment with those ladies and that's an experience that I will never ever 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 forget as long as my mind 
and says so. And I still got the pictures in my Google Drive from that weekend. I know exactly the moments and when it was happening. We had on our Halloween stuff, and it was just a great time. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, for you to remember the exact date, I was like, oh, this is something that has stuck with you for quite a while. (laughs) Yes. That is beautiful. So, um... I haven't even started smoking yet. This has been such an amazing conversation. I haven't even started smoking. Me either, yeah. Um, You want to, let's take a hit real quick. Uh, You want to talk about what we're smoking? Yeah, for sure. You want to go first? You want Um, me to go first? I want you to go first, and then I'll go after you. Okay. So, I went to the club um, the other night, and I was like, okay, we're talking about travels. So, I want something that is like, gonna take me to fucking outer space like something real like that's gonna make me (laughs) fucking travel so and then i walked in and they had a sale on one of my absolute favorite brands um it's a golden state the uh yeah it's so pretty look at that beautiful orange box i love this box i love packaging so am i i am a package whore (laughs) like i love good packaging i will probably buy your weed or your cannabis in whatever form more likely because of the packaging than the actual yes. flower. It's ridiculous. Yes. I feel like brands that put more money into their packaging, um, if they are, especially in full adult use states, um, if they've got the money to put into their packaging, they've got the money to put into a good product. It's, right. It just kind of like, it's like one plus one equals two. Right. There is absolutely a correlation. I believe it. Yes. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. Package friends. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this one yeah. is called Lava Flower. It's a sativa. I'm just going to read the little description real quick because I bought two. Um, and I was like, yes. okay, which one is going to be the one? And this description is, it was like, that's the one. It says, yes. energetic strain with diesel and blueberry aromas, heavy hitting and fast acting with an invigorating cerebral buzz. Oh, that sounds good. Right? I was like, okay, yeah, that's that the one. That's the one. Good. And I've had this before, and I remember very much being in love with it, but like I couldn't remember why I loved it. And mm-hmm. that description, I was like, I think I know now. Yes. Yeah. So, what do you have <laughs> yes. over there? So I have, um, and this is does not have a great packaging, but that's because <laughs> of state. Uh, that's because of state regulations. <laughs> but I have a Good Day Farm. It's a um, brand that is out of Louisiana, Missouri, and Arkansas. Um, I have their Cherry Diesel Pie. Um, I bought this actually in Texarkana, Arkansas at the dispensary at Bloom. Um, and it's a one-to-one. So it's going to give me a little bit of relaxation, but then also that cerebral high as well for a good balance. And I actually just opened this to roll, well, to stuff my comb, my bouquet cone. Um, yes. and oh, bouquet. so it's like, this could be my first, right? I yes. love bouquet. Yes, I have, um... <laughs> Oh, now I feel horrible because I'm horrible with names. Lex. Ha! Lex. Lex was on the show before. She is amazing. She's such a sweetheart. I love her so much. Yeah, so that's what I'm smoking. Yes, yes, yes. And um, go Team Cones because, yes, I love me a good cone. I cannot roll for shit. Um, 
I have had my black card revoked many a times for my rolling no, lack of okay. rolling skills. So Cone no, comes to rescue. I just told you, I learned how to smoke with white ladies. <laughs> rolling, I think, is a cultural thing. Yes. And so I just started teaching myself this year in the year of our Lord, 2022, how to roll. And so I can roll. You're going to be able to smoke it. I can roll you a blunt by hand. It has to have a crutch on it, though. I have to have a crutch. Um, and I can roll you a joint. Um, it's not going to be anything too, like, fancy and all tight and cute, but I can damn sure stuff account. <laughs> yeah, and see, and then I be getting my nails long, and so that makes it even harder for me. And so, yes. like, <laughs> I try to teach myself when I don't have, like, you know, in between times when I take my nails off to breathe or whatever, I try and teach myself. And I, But it'd be so long in between time, I'm like, well, next time I try this again, I'm still have to, it's like learning all over again. Fuck it. That's exactly how I started right. with rolling. I started in between my Christmas nails <laughs> and my New Year's nails. <laughs> yes, because and I be seeing videos of these girls rolling up with like long six yes. inch nails, stiletto nails, and I'll be like, go ahead, girl, because I can't. I absolutely yep. cannot. <laughs> it is so difficult. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so this um cheers. Cheers. Do you say cheers? Still? Cheers. I think so. Now don't mind me if I cough a lot because that's normal. My listeners know I sound like I'm dying, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. We're I'm gonna try and keep it under control, but I, I usually fail. Like miserably. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Be you. <laughs> I tell people all the time, I have baby lungs. I have absolutely baby lungs. I actually have asthma, so I really shouldn't be smoking at all. But, you know, life. Why are you smoking with asthma? Because I don't die. Like, I just cough a little bit or a lot of it. But then I'm mm-hmm. not, so it's good. It's fine. I don't have to like. Have you tried taking smaller inhales with your asthma? Um, I have. Because you know that. And sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. So to the point yeah. where like, just I, my asthma is not bad enough that me coughing a lot is really going to cause a problem. Like if I just yeah. sit down and like focus on my breathing, I'll get through it. If my asthma was worse, Good. then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to smoke. Thankfully I have very yeah. like, can you have light asthma? Is that a thing? <laughs> like, or baby asthma yes. or something? Asthma light. Yeah. <laughs> That's the version you have asthma life. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I have. So, uh, but I also, I very much love smoking. Like, I love the hand to mouth motion. I love breathing in and breathing out. Like, stuffing a cone is so calming for me. Like, it is literally self care. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know if I could ever not smoke. It would really break my heart. Are we like cousins or something? I think so. Because listen, I think so. I think we're related. I'm a smoker. Yeah. I love to, and like even like so. Um, I take pictures for Cushy Travel, um, and then I also take pictures for my love in this life. Well, get pictures taken of me rather. Um, when I get pictures taken of me, like with fashion or food or whatever for love in this life, I never know how to move my body or how to move my hands. 
But for whatever reason, I can hide behind a joint or a blunt and I can serve it and give it to you because there's something cathartic mm-hmm. and grounding. Like you just yes. feel like, secu- like comfortable. Yes. This joint. Yes. 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 Very yes. Much so. <laughs> and I tell people all the time, yes. like, I'm literally at 98% of the time, like of my life. And Same. it's because one, I work better that way. I have better thoughts. I can control, like, like figure out my thoughts. <laughs> They're not such a jumbled mess. Um, I can focus better, but also it gives me the sense of like, it. I guess that's the anxiety calming the part of it. Like the, the slowing down on your anxiety, because I just feel so much more comfortable no matter what I'm doing. Even if I don't have anxiety in that moment, like I'm just sitting there, I just feel com- more comfortable in my body when I'm high. A thousand percent. Yeah. I I will give you even an example of my own personal experience with that. Uh, this was, I guess, uh, I guess this was maybe two weeks ago, Jasmine. Um, and um, I was like, it was early in the day, and so I'm like, oh, there's an event tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go to it. I really don't feel like it. Da, 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 da. So about an hour later, I'm like, let me smoke, you know, chill out, see how I feel. Girl, I smoked that joint and something came up on my body when these shoulders had them dropped. And I started feeling like a little flirty. And I'm like, oh, bitch, I'm supposed to go to this event. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to talk to people and have a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because of how that cannabis had been worked all over me to get my mind right. And I don't know necessarily if I was feeling anxiety about going out, but I was feeling super lazy about mm-hmm. going out. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like, eh, is it really worth it? it? It energized me. I remember what I was smoking that day too, because I want to go back and buy some more of that. But it energized me. It made me want to talk and to engage with people. And it was an instant mood lifter. And I went out that night. Right. And probably had a ball. Had a, always. Yeah. <laughs> always. Exactly. And like you said, it's a... It may be the anxiety, I don't know. Maybe that's exactly what we're talking about here, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like anxiety in the moment. It just feels like I'm being yes! right. It doesn't because also I tell people all the time, I'm one of the laziest people you will probably ever meet. And I fully embrace that a lot of the time. So I need something that's going to get me up and get me out of the house. And that's what we does. <laughs> because otherwise I will yes. lay in my bed and watch reruns of Friends or First 48 for the rest of my life. And who does that help? <laughs> who does that help? Nobody. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, I feel so uh, seen and heard right now. <laughs> I feel so seen and heard right now. Listen, yes. No, listen, you're not alone. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're not alone. Again, the point of the show to show us that we are not alone in these feelings and that this is normal, encouraged, and absolutely nothing wrong with it. And listen, let me thank you, like for real, for real, thank you for even reaching out to me and inviting me here to converse with you. Because we've never met before. No. We haven't even really had a conversation on the internet. <laughs> but you hit me up about this podcast, and so many people have been telling me that I need to do something 
some podcast something or talk on people's podcasts or whatever. I'm like, eh. But then when you hit me up and I was like, it's a black girl. <laughs> Done. Son. <Yes. laughs> Done. Son. And so, listen, thank you for even sharing your talents with myself and other fellow black girls Uh um, and your platform. Because, like, for real, we need spaces where we can be unapologetically us, right? Absolutely. Where we don't have to code switch. Where we don't have to worry about if our subjects and our verbs are agreeing. Where we can say whatever it is, however it is that we need to say it and know that someone understands us. We can be heard. We can be validated. We can be understood. We can be encouraged. Whatever it is, and it's an energy like no one else can give us. And I know that's not exclusive to black women, but that's all I know because I'm a black woman. So thank you for creating this for us. Oh my gosh, you just touched my heart so much right now. It's like you just like reach in there and just say, oh, squish, give it a little hug. Thank you. No, listen, seriously, thank you. Because that is absolutely the goal. And, you know, when I thought of, you know, when I burst this little baby, that was absolutely the goal. So to hear you say that that's what you see lets me know that, hey, you're doing it. You're doing it. Yes. You're doing it. And I appreciate that so much because... You're doing it. I agree. I, I feel like there is no... And like you said, because I am a black woman and, you know, I don't know anything else, but still, I feel like there is no relationship like the black woman with another Girl. black woman. Like... Like, and I feel like we get we get the very much the um oh black women can't work together oh they're catty, which can be true in some situations. I'm not saying that doesn't ever happen. I don't work in absolutes, but I feel like we're just not shown where black women work together. We, we don't get to benefit from the experience of black women working together because it it is literally. One of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And it doesn't get that mainstream uh, uh, view. People don't see that out in the world. They only see the negative things. You know, the people, them fighting on, on TV or throwing drinks at each other, whatever. But this is what I want the world to see. Because this Jasmine, can happen listen. so much more. And we can do listen. so much more together than we could ever do fighting each other. Listen. Listen, this cushy travel, my loving this life brand, even me having the strength to quit my job and like say, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure it out type thing was all a product of black women who instilled in me. Like one of my very best friends, Brandy, from the beginning, I didn't even know what travel writing was. I don't know what this is. This is not the world that I came from because she was in a position with uh, our local tourist bureau. Um, she saw the movements that I was making when I didn't know what it was, right? Mm-hmm. She identified the movements and gave me the opportunities. And I worked for the platforms and she set me up for different things. Um, and it's because that's what black women do. That's mm-hmm. who we are. We like care, you said, we nurture, we uplift. Force. Like all yes! of those things. <laughs> that's who we are. Yes. That's And and we do see that 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 exploited idea of black women and fighting and throwing drinks and da 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 And sure, that stuff sometimes happens, right? right. But I can to say with complete honesty, more times than not, in my personal life, 
it has been black women working collaboratively. Mm -hmm. It has been black women that are friends. It has been black women that have been upholding each other. Mm -hmm. And not just when you're there, but when you're away and speaking positively and holding each other down and being shoulders to cry on when these dudes they know what they're supposed to do mm -hmm. or whatever it may be. It's all been like, Yes, and people haven't seen that, and they need more of that. Yeah. So again, you and this platform, yes and ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's funny because, you know, especially even now, I still get a little bit shocked, but especially when I first started this, it actually shocked me how supportive other black women were with without asking for anything in return, without me even asking them sometimes, just hey, I see that this could help you, so I'm going to just let you know about this. It, it it shocked me because I was always so used to the narrative of black women can't work together. And, like, all these things started happening, and I'm like, they lied. They lied to me. They lied. They lied to me. It's like, it's like dare. It's just like dare. They lied to me. Marijuana, weed is not a gateway drug. It is the gateway to creativity, to life. And, and I feel like black women are the usherers of that gateway. I like that. Yes, I just came up are. with that right now. And I love it. I'm going to write yes, it down. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. We are. That's, that's the, and that, like, I know, I like, that's part of, like, even, like you said that about us being ushers of life and we're lovers and all that. That's, like, one of, those are some of my affirmations that I say. And I know we're, we're going to talk about affirmations. And stuff, but that's part of my positive affirmations. I am love. I am a light. Mm -hmm. I can support. Mm -hmm. I am already equipped with what I need to begin this journey because that's who we are. That's just, again, I don't know about nobody else because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a black woman, right. but I know who we are. Right. <laughs> I know who we are. And even in the, you know, even in those heated moments of the glass throwings and the this and the that, that don't even negate that mm -hmm. from your amazingness as a black woman. Mm -hmm. That's just something, a moment that happened. That does not determine what's happening. And then there's still some more amazingness in that as well. Right. I love it because I, I fully admit that um, I have my moments where I want to throw a drink or break or smack somebody in the face. But one, thankfully, Yes. I have not had to do that or done that in the recent years. <laughs> I've grown, okay? Um, but like you said, in those moments, there's always a lesson and there's always um, some some way of... I feel like it, nine times out of ten, it comes from love and, 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 and that's what we are. And it comes from wanting to be protective. It comes from wanting respect you know, whether or not that's over us or somebody else. And so yes. while the action may not be what we want, <laughs> I feel like nine times out of 10, the uh, underlying intention is still with love. I agree. Yeah. And I, I love agree. that that's for awesome. us. So before, <clears throat> excuse me, before we get into our high blessings, because I love this positive energy we're having right now. Um, yeah. 
I want. I, I always like to do a quick temp check. I always like to check in yeah. on my highness queens, my smoking sisters, and see how your mental health is doing. And you know, there has been a lot, a lot going on in the world um, here lately um, with these mass shootings and just. I have no words. <laughs> I honestly have yeah. no words. So yeah. with that said, how are you? Yes. Black woman. I do it. Yes. I can honestly say today on Monday, June 6th, that I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, these past two weeks, um, I have been intentionally healing um, and getting out of maybe the rut or routine that I had saw myself stuck in. Uh, that was affecting me mentally, um, that was draining, that made me want to just be at home and isolated by myself. Um, And so I made a decision to intentionally start doing different things so that I can heal. Um, And the weeks have been going great. Even like some craziness has happened in the middle of that. If it weren't for those positive experiences and those intentionally positive things that happen, um, that trauma and that craziness probably would have took me out, but it didn't because I was intentional. And so I like to say it's like storing up your happy bank. So I like stocked up on my happy bank um, so that when the craziness came, I still had the happy bank to rely on. (laughs) Excuse me. And I have such an amazing village of friends um, that I just don't know where I would be without them. Um, So they keep me together as well. So on today, I am good. How are you? (laughs) I love that so much. And um, I'm going to answer your question, but I just want to point out, I really love how you you said on today. because I think it's important to, to recognize that sometimes you have to deal with your mental health in terms of just today. Like, what is what can I deal with just today? Because especially yeah. in the midst of chaos and craziness, sometimes you have to be present in the moment to be able yes. to, like you said, build up your happy bank enough in that moment to deal with whatever it was from the past or what may be coming in the future. So I really love how you word, worded that, how you phrased that. Um, And I am glad that you are able to um, be present because it's not always easy. It's it's very easy to, like you said, get stuck in a rut and dwell on something that happened days ago, months ago, years ago. And then you look up and it's been two years and you're like, what the fuck? Where did my life go? (laughs) So I love that you are able to be present in this moment and in this present moment that you are doing good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, how am I doing today? I'm I'm good. I have no complaints. Um, I am coming off a month of like crazy activity for me, which is not very normal. Like I'm normally in house. Um, even before quarantine, I was a homebody. So like <laughs> quarantine did not help that. Uh, but May has been an absolute whirlwind. And um, it has made me very excited for this summer and, like, you know, getting yes. out of the house and doing more things and, you know, finding more ways to have fun and uh, adventure and joy and all these things. So, yeah, I yes. am happy in the moment and happy in, you know, 
what's been going on lately. I got up this morning and watered my plants, and so they're all looking very a lot happier with me, and so that always makes me feel good. Um, so yeah, yes, that is. I love that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love all this positivity. When you were talking yes. about your your happy bank, it was I was gonna say it's like your you you had um, your suit of armor. Like your your protective suit of armor, and you know sometimes a suit of armor gets yes. nicked and knocked and stuff like that. But it, if you build it up strong enough, then you got something to protect you even when those rough days really come. And I think that is so. That's exactly what that is. Yeah, so beautiful. Um, that was fun. I'm gonna hit another one. Yes, I'm shooketh. Okay, shocketh that I have not died yet. Like coughing, I mean. Because we're talking, we're keeping, right. listen, we're flowing with you, girl. Maybe you're like my it's lucky charm or green. something. <laughs> 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 um, so I know this is, it's very, I love this stuff. It's so good and it's very smooth. And I think that's what it is because I know like, um, fire OG, I know that one is a strain that I like, but it literally does burn my throat. Like, it gets the job yeah. done, but I have to be prepared to halfway die to get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and it doesn't matter if it's like top shelf fire OG or, you know, not top shelf or whatever. I don't know what that was, bottom shelf. I don't want to call it bottom shelf. It sounds disrespectful, but you know, not top shelf. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, no matter what it is, I die every time. <laughs> it's it's a mess. But I really love this train. But this yes. is like a very, I feel very alert, a very awake. I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> but not Listen, talking. no, you're not. We're, we're talking, like we're conversing. And yeah. if that's the case, I'm talking a lot as well. <laughs> well. You know, I guess this is a good place. You know, a podcast is a good place to talk a lot. So it works out. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Um, with that said, let's get into our high blessings real quick. Um, did you want to do yes. yours first or well, you kind of already did yours. You want to just go ahead and repeat it real quick? Cause I, I'm looking and I, I think it was basically <clears throat> what you said earlier, but I think it is absolutely worth a repeat. Yes. So I am love. I am light. I am joy. I can do anything that I set my mind to. I have everything that I need in me to accomplish that, to, to begin that journey. Um, and collaboration is a very good thing. So those are my high blessings. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's funny because I feel like my affirmations tend to, um, coincide very much with my guests and it's so funny to me because I never read what your affirmation is before we do this or anything like that and yeah it's normally straight off the top of my head first thing in the morning and they always seem to be speaking the same message so I think that is just so beautiful and really kind of just reaffirms both of our affirmations for me at least um so my affirmation is I know what I deserve and I go after it daily. I am worthy of reaching my goals and it is my destiny and I claim it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that, that thought of 
You will get there. You are destined to be greatness, highness, queen, smoking sister, black woman, bluntly black girl. You are going to make it where you are supposed to be and you already have everything you need. You just have to claim it. Yes. Just claim it and yeah. tap into it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and be open to receive guidance in it. Mm -hmm. That's that collaboration part. I really like that. Mm -hmm. Because yes. I think that is a, a very yes. big, um, it's very key. You know, sometimes we, we are taught also to be individual lone wolves, you know, and um, <sighs> right. Yes. And collaboration can only help you if even if it goes bad, it's a lesson learned. Right. And, and you take that into your next collaboration and you do better and you make greater things. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Collaborations really. Um, and I think about this even with myself. I live in Shreveport, Louisiana. How many people have really heard of Shreveport, Louisiana? Unless you are talking about like ratchet music yeah. or maybe you saw True Blood or something like that. Not is many that people have heard of Shreveport, is? right? I've only huh? seen is that where True Blood is? I've only seen one episode. Well, part of the part of the show was shot here, yeah, and they referenced Shreveport in the uh, in the show. But like outside of that, who has heard of Shreveport, Louisiana? So my knowledge base of whatever it may be is limited to Shreveport. Well, there is a whole wide world <laughs> of people and things and experiences. Hell, we are connecting right now, Al Gore's in it <laughs> because there are you know there's so much more. So collaboration is even just looking at being exposed to more than what you know or something different than what you know. So that's knowledge for you. And just think, just what if, what if whatever it is that you collaborated on becomes like this amazing thing? Like mm -hmm. collaboration is so important. So important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that said, I think that's the perfect segue into um, a question that I like to ask anybody that is in a state that I haven't talked to somebody there before. Yes. Um, so you're yes. in Louisiana, and I I don't believe I don't believe I've talked to anybody in Louisiana. So what do the cannabis, whether recreational or medicinal, um, look like in Louisiana? Yeah, so Louisiana is not a full adult use state. Uh, we are a medical state. Um, and Louisiana's medical program has been around since 2015. But product did not get on the shelves um, and actually have the system set up until 2018. We... Yes, we are a medical state. Right now, a physician can write a medical recommendation uh, for any debilitating condition um, that they seek fit. And so Louisiana doesn't have an official registry, um, and we don't have a card system. Uh, we have what's called a recommendation. Um, and so a, phys a physician can do that. Most physicians in Louisiana don't do that. Um, so we have various clinics. Um, and the one here that's in Shreveport that's located, the corporate offices in Shreveport and offices throughout the state uh, is the healing clinics. So a patient can come with any debilitating condition, um, submit clinic intake forms, establish a relationship with their physician, 
um, and then have their recommendation sent over to one of the nine dispensaries in the entire state. Um, and then they're able to go and purchase products. So medical is here. We have a long way to go with our medical program. Like I just said, we only have nine dispensaries in the entire state of Louisiana, which is crazy. Uh, we only have two producers as well, um, and they are university-based producers. So uh, LSU uh, has one of the production contracts, and their um, contractor is Good Day Farms. And then uh, Southern University has uh, the other production license, and their contractor is Ilera. Um, and so those are the only two types of products, uh, well, two brands of products that you can get in the state. Um, and right now, the only products that are available on our shelves, because our dispensaries um, actually are pharmacies. So, and the only product you can get on the shelves right now, um, pre-rolls are just now coming out, but Bulk flour just came into the program on January 1. Uh, there's gummies, tinctures, RSO, um, topicals. Um, I think that might be it. Oh, and uh, Ilira just did a rosin recently. I am always shocked <laughs> when <Yes>. I hear, <laughs> like, and it just... I saw your mouth agape. <laughs> right. Just keep solidifying why I can't leave California. <laughs> because yeah, I like am real. shocked right now. And it's so funny because yeah. my parents just moved to Reno. And granted, I haven't talked to somebody, nobody in Nevada. So I actually don't know what Nevada is like. Um, I think they're recreational. I think they're recreational. So this may not, you know, be a good reason why not to move to Nevada, but I'm like, no, I need to stay in California where I know I can get weed whenever, wherever, whatever kind, anything like there's, I don't have to worry about, I don't want to ever go back to non-legalization day. Yeah. Never, never, yeah. ever, 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 never. Yeah. And yeah, and that's just Louisiana. It's that is wild. so insane to me. Nine in the entire state. We literally probably have yeah. at least 20 in yeah. San Jose, in just my city. And there's probably more than that, actually, because San Jose is a pretty damn big city. It's one of the major cities, you know, in the Bay Area. And so, yeah. whoa. Yeah, that and that's just Louisiana. So in our, so where I am, I'm in Northwest Louisiana. Um, so I'm about 30 minutes uh, east of the Texas border, um, about mm, 30 minutes south of the Arkansas border um, and about um, an hour and a half, two hours uh, southwest of the Oklahoma border. So like I can go in all those areas. So because I'm a Louisiana medical patient, um, I can apply for an Arkansas visitor's pass. So I always have a valid visitor's pass in Arkansas uh, because Texarkana, Arkansas is the closest place, but Texarkana is a city. It's a pretty, it's, it's, I don't know what their population is, but Texarkana has two dispensaries. And I think Shreveport has a larger population than Texarkana, but they have two dispensaries. <laughs> um, and they've got a little bit different products. They've got several different brands, um, but it's no more. I think they only have maybe eight, uh, eight licenses, eight producers in um, Arkansas. Um, but their prices are cheaper than Louisiana, way cheaper. Um, but then 
Oklahoma, because I'm an Arkansas patient, I can be an Oklahoma visitor patient. And Oklahoma is like California uh, with too much product. So in Oklahoma, the prices are dirt cheap. But you get the brands like that you see in California, like you see the cookies um, and you see the dog walkers. Um, you see like a whole bunch of different like nationwide brands that you would see in other places um, in Oklahoma. And they have like billboards on the interstate about cheap ounces and all these different things. Yeah. Um, so Oklahoma's like wide open, full adult use, but it's medical. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, I thought Oklahoma... I thought Oklahoma just went recreational, but also I get states mixed up all the time, so I may very much be wrong on that. Yeah, no, they're not. They're still full adult. I mean, they're still uh, just medical. Wow. And Mississippi just uh, passed their stuff to go medical as well, so they're setting up their program now. That is just so insane to me. Uh, Nine in the whole state. So you, when you say producer, you mean like a grower, manufacturer, right? Yeah, the manufacturer. So I think they have, I, I don't know, like, all the ins and outs of their grows. I feel like they have more people growing than just in the facilities, but that may not be true. But for this purposes, we'll say growers. Um, there's only two. So when you go into the dispensary, the only products that you will be purchasing are either from Good Day Farm um, or Wellcana, because that was the same thing, uh, or Ilera. And there will only be gummies, flour, tinctures uh vape uh rick simpson oil um and topicals and they just pre-rolls just started hitting uh the dispensaries very recently and it's high like a a, a syringe of rick simpson oil is over a hundred dollars and like you can get it for like 30 40 50 dollars in oklahoma <laughs> i don't even know what rick simpson oil is well, it's a concentrate. So it's a concentrate that you can use for edibles. Um, you can use it to dab. You could refill a vape with it. It's just like a multi-purpose concentrate. Um, but it's like the price differences and stuff. It's just all like crazy. Like vape cartridges here and it's Pax Pods in Louisiana. Um, the Pax Pods are 75 80 for a half and, and for the half gram packs pods. Oof. Right. That you could get for like thirty five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> or fifty dollars at the max. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tough times out here, man. But we are we're fighting. Um and we're we're trying to just chuck along with it. That is a hard life to live, I'm not gonna lie. Like I could not yeah. imagine only having two brands like i'm I'm that's how i go to arkansas and oklahoma that's like i'm one of those like i like variety so literally let's open my drawer right now one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven brands those are just 11 different brands not 11 different things just because i have my favorite but nine dispensaries and two brands that is absolutely like how <laughs> there's absolutely no way you could be producing yeah. enough variety to satisfy me no and the thing about it is even with um that 
the pharmacies set their prices. So like you're going to get the exact same product at each dispensary throughout the state. Okay. Um, you're going to get the exact same product at each dispensary throughout the state, but it's going to be a different price at each location in the state (laughs) because of the dispensary. And it's the exact same thing. And they all have the same things. That is so crazy. You need to come to California. Yeah. I do. So I we have so um I'm actually going to be in California in July. Uh the 25th or the 29th I think, but I come to LA probably about 3 times a year and venture up or down. Um because I need to get inspired about new events and stuff that we that I'm producing here in Shreveport. Um, but then also because I need like variety in the spice of life and mm-hmm. I don't want to pay high dispensary prices in Arkansas, Oklahoma, and Louisiana, so I need to go to LA. <laughs> yeah, because that's crazy. That is just yeah. crazy. But you know, um, progress. So, progress. Yes. And We um, are making progress, for sure. Right. Because I remember the, the ad, was it last year that came out, and it was somebody in Louisiana, wasn't it? Um, a black guy who was like literally smoking on the Gary Chambers. Yeah, yes, he's coming here on Thursday. I always forget names. Um, but yeah, I seen that. When I seen that, I was like, okay, Louisiana. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So... He's coming here Thursday uh, to Shreveport. Um, and I am hoping I'm going to get a chance to smoke with him and talk to him. He's running for a U.S. senator. Um, I actually wrote put up a post about him today <laughs> um and so hopefully uh i can learn more about his platform because we need some new legislative representatives we need some legislators and he's somebody who's running there you go so if you're listening louisiana look i'm not gonna tell you who to vote for because i feel that everyone no. should make their own informed decision but look up and research Gary Chambers, and then make your own informed decision. Yes. Love that so much. That is so absolutely insane. And honestly, I don't even know how you live. Like, <laughs> That's why I have cushy travel. <clears throat> so that I'm able to, you know, then go other places intentionally. But also tell you about it as well. Right, right. Because that sounds like a hard life. At least for me, like, and I, like, and I, I fully recognize. I speak from a place of privilege here. Like I have absolutely always lived in California. Absolutely. Um, so even before legalization, it really wasn't that hard to get trees. And you know, my doctor who signed my prescription when it was medical was watching soaps. wasn't even paying attention to me. Just signed up yes. and said, "Here you go, bye." Like, so I fully, but I could not imagine. Yes. I could yes. Not. It's interesting times. But even to be able to, like, so, like, I'm freely, like, out of the cannabis closet, if you will, uh, in Louisiana. So even the opportunity for that, and I even recognize my privilege in being able to do that when so many people can't. Um, I never would have thought that would have been possible. Um, but it has been, um, and we just need to keep this train rolling and moving forward and, and take it up some notches too. I a thousand percent agree with like everything you just said. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Access. We all need access. Absolutely. Because I fully believe that everyone should get high at least a few times in their life. Because I don't want to say one time because you really can't tell off of one time because it could be a, go really bad if it's not the right thing. So I say a few times. Everyone. Yeah. Try it yes. a few times and I can almost guarantee you'll find something you like about it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You may not be like a me who's like high most of the time, <laughs> but you will find some application that will, this will just make your life better. And a thousand percent agree. Yeah. And I'm fully here for making black women's lives better. Yeah. By any means necessary. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So let's talk about, um, cause she travels a little bit. Actually, I yeah. wanna, actually, I'm going to take another hit before we do that. Because yeah. um, I want to. <laughs> and because you're grown and you can do that. Right? Um, yeah. So you told us the origin story, how you got started. Started off with, um, it's, I love this life, Jada, right? I want to make sure I'm getting that right. Loving this life. Loving this life, Jada. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, That's okay. And then you're like, hey let's throw some cannabis in there <laughs> and then here it comes because she travels so what do you love about what you do and how do you find well let's do that first what do you love about what do you do um i love being a resource uh for whatever reason just have being able to provide um, information or whatever it is, um, to, for somebody else to have this experience or to have a fun experience or to have an enriched experience or whatever it is. Something about that is like, mm, 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 and it's a warm hug and a ray of sunshine on my face. Um, so I love being able to, um, try different products or connect with different brands um, and travel. I love to travel uh, and gather this information and produce some content and whatever that may look like and say, hey, y'all, I had this amazing experience. You need to check this out, too. Um, and so I love that. Love that. Love that. I think I, I think it started with. Well, I don't think I know it started with loving this life. Um, and because I had so many amazing experiences uh, surrounding loving this life, um, and that just enriched my life. It's like, well, let's keep this party going and I'll tell you about it. <laughs> right. How do you, um, how do you make a living like as a, a as a cannabis content creator? Cause I know that is probably like life goals for quite a few yes. people out there. Like to, like you said, you quit your job and I am so I'm waiting for the day where I can take that leap. Like I know it is on the horizon. Um, and don't get me wrong. Cause I actually really love my job. Which yeah, absolutely. So, so that, like, thank God I love my job because I have hated my job. So there's a very big difference there, but I can't wait for the day where I can say, peace out. I'm doing my own shit mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and focus straight on, you know, this and what I'm doing. So I think that is one just so beautifully amazing and courageous and like 
go ahead, sis, do your thing. Because <laughs> that is a complete, complete, complete step out on faith and, and belief in yourself and what God has planned for you. And it's a very difficult thing to do. And you out yeah. here flourishing and shit afterwards. Yeah. So I am so happy about that for you. I celebrate that for you. And Thank how you. can we be like you? Yeah, so, and even with me paying my bills, it's a combination of still loving this life because I still have loving this life going on um, and social media management for clients as well. So even like with cushy travel, um, I get paid for sponsored posts. Um, let's say a, um, I don't know, um, a rolling tray company uh, wanted me to do some promotion for them. Um, or create some pieces of content, then I would sell that to them as a sponsored post. Um, and so they pay for that content. Um, my thing, and I think this is where I'm more so moving into, um, I really love working with tourist bureaus about various things. Um, I work with our Shreveport Tourist Bureau here, a lot of different things. I do a lot of project management for them. Um, I do photography projects for them. Um, and it's all about attracting visitors, right? So I want to be able to take those skills and my content creation, uh, to be able to work with tourist bureaus or brands, because it could go either way, either like a cannabis brand or the tourist bureau, uh, to create cannabis tourism programs in their area. So whether it's like a passport system um, or events that are like an event calendar, like a, um, a citywide event calendar or whatever the thing may be. Um, so I want to start working with brands about creating those, creating the press trips, experiencing that, um, and then being able to sell that product. I'm a, I see things a lot in products and how you can product it and package it. Like we were just talking when we first got mm -hmm. on the call about this event. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm that girl. So I, I, my brain thinks about what can you create as a product that you are able to use it for whenever. Um, and my passion just happens to lie, it lie with food, travel, and cannabis. <laughs> so whereas tourist bureaus have uh, various packages and stuff for like when girlfriends are coming to visit their destinations. Um, or if you're looking for like, I don't know if you're in Memphis and you're looking for the soul music destinations or whatever, they would also have a cannabis product as well. That includes like a list of the dispensaries that are available in those areas, the attractions, um, the tours, the, this, the, that, and the other, um, uh, along with content creation in that as well. So that's like the goal on where I want to go with it. Um, but right now it's just like doing sponsored posts. It's doing brand ambassadorships. Um, it's all about letting whoever the brand or the organization, um, know about this is who I am. This is my style. This is what I have to offer. And this is how it makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think she just kind of gave us a roadmap, y'all. So go ahead and roll that back real quick. I would say like what? Maybe like the last 10 minutes. Roll that back real quick. Write it down. Take some notes. Right? You know, write yeah. up a joint. Take some notes. Do what you yeah. need to do. Create because, a campaign. Right. Because if you are looking to be the next loving this life Jada or whoever you want to be and whoever you are going to be I think she just gave you a really good step by step process of some things to look into 
Yeah, it, listen, I'm I'm a I'm, I'm in all intense per- purposes of everything. I'm still looked as a nano influencer, if you will. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it's pay my bills. Like I don't work a nine to five job, right. and I'm having a great time, and I have freedom to do different things. Um, but you, we, I just you just got to make it make sense for whoever the client may be. Um, and a lot of times they're not coming to you. You got to go to them and you Mm got to create a campaign. You got to come to them with all the information up front and say, Hey, this is the idea that I have for you. This is how I will execute this. These are my rates. And you go from there. Love it. Love it. She even gave you like the little like synopsis right there. Like, so if you don't want to rewind 10 minutes, just do one minute and then you're good. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so amazing. (laughs) Um, I love that. I think that anytime I hear travel, I'm like, yes, I want to do that. Yes. I want to do that. And add cannabis. Of course I want to do that. Yes. So if you could go like, where are your, cannabis travel bucket list like what's on that list? okay okay so i have never been to amsterdam before mm-hmm. and you know when we think of cannabis amsterdam is like the place that everybody says mm-hmm. um and i know it's a different experience there i know the culture um is different from where like what i would usually vibe with but i want to just experience amsterdam so that i can see it so that i can breathe it in and take it in and see what has made it work um and just to be able to have uh that experience so amsterdam for sure um i have not been to jamaica yet um, and one of my friends just told me uh, that there's this Bob Marley tour and they take you on um, like a tour of the farm where they grow the cannabis and then you can buy it right there. And it was some of the most amazing weed that they have ever experienced. <laughs> so sounds, I need an island vacation. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Right? Like, so I need an island vacation uh, with some cannabis. Um, And I am planning for December to go to South Africa. Um, And I've heard that Johannesburg has some amazing, amazing ganja. And I'm looking forward to visiting there and seeing what their cannabis scene is about as well. I realized after asking this question that I wouldn't even know where it was like what other countries it was legal in so you saying Jamaica and Amsterdam those are like Avi right but Johannesburg South Africa I would have never thought about cannabis in South Africa yeah, and it's, it's not, like, fully, like, adult use legal, but, yeah, there is a, a scene that is thriving and popping in Johannesburg, um, and whereas South Africa does not necessarily completely look like us as far as majority of the people that are there, mm-hmm. Johannesburg is us, our cousins, our aunties, it is everybody and i need all of that blackness up in my life while smoking a joint that sounds amazing that 
I think you just added something to my bucket list because like yes. they're looking Look at it like, up. Yes. just my regular travel list. It's not my cannabis travel list because I've never really thought of one of those. But yeah. now this is that is going to be added to my list because that sounds amazing. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, look at you inspired. Right now for me, travel, even if I'm not getting content, um, weed has to be involved. Right? <laughs> it has to be either completely legal or somebody's got to know somebody who knows somebody. Otherwise, or I got to be able to take what I need to take with me. Otherwise, I can't go. Mm-hmm. I can't be there. <laughs> I fully agree with the statement. <laughs> like, I cannot absolutely go. <laughs> agree with um, oh, I just forgot what I was going to say. But, you know, I'm, I've made it an hour and 15 minutes into this without forgetting my spot. So I think that yes. is, uh, like, a lot. <laughs> you did good. Yeah. We were talking and you asked me oh, about... Oh, I remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember. So what made you say, hey, let's do Johannesburg? Like, are there events going on out there? Or, like, what... Yeah, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. No, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. I watched... Um, so on Netflix, you know, they have I like knew the it South Africans. <laughs> Listen, so the first show that I watched was How to Ruin Christmas. Uh, so it's How to Ruin Christmas, the wedding, and then there's How to Ruin Christmas, the funeral. So oh. How to Ruin Christmas is only like four episodes long. But I watched the four episodes and I looked at these women's fabulous attire. And how they were so, what I would think in American terms, is so daring in their clothing and, like, how they put the outfits together. But it was so motherfucking fabulous (laughs) that I was like, ooh, I need to experience that. And then it was black luxury because they were in Johannesburg and How to Ruin Christmas. Um, It was black luxury that was normalized, right? And so I was like, I need to, like, what has happened? Then I ended up watching, it wasn't the uh, young, famous Africans. I hadn't saw that yet because that's newer. Um, It was some other movie that I watched that was set in Johannesburg. So I started Googling flights. Um, (laughs) And and Google flights, a flight from Shreveport to Johannesburg is about $1,000. And I said, well, I can afford that. (laughs) We going to Johannesburg. We're going to Johannesburg. Yes. That is amazing. I knew it was Netflix. I don't know how I knew, yeah, but I knew it was Netflix. Netflix. Um, yeah, it I'm a researcher and planner just by nature. So, like, if I get, like, a wild hair at my butt about something, I'm like, yep, <laughs> let me research. So, I, like, started saving Airbnbs. I started – I'm in this um, nomadness tribe group on Facebook. Um, and so I started searching the group for ideas and stuff about what to do in Johannesburg. So, yes, I was like, yes, I'm going. I need to experience this. That is so much fun. I aspire. Like, I want. Come on. I'm going in December. Yes. Apparently, December is the time where everybody returns home. Um, it's like the holiday, and the weather in December is like springtime, summertime weather. Um, mm-hmm. So, come on. <laughs> that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would have never thought uh, South Africa. I don't know where I thought. Now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, where else besides like Canada 
Yeah, Canada's, but so I want to go and experience Toronto. I really want to go to Canada. Yeah. I heard Toronto is lit, lit, lit. Yeah. Lit. And so my first thing about Canada, I always wanted to go to Canada because I really wanted to try Canadian bacon. Yes. But apparently that's just ham. It's It's just ham. It's not a special bacon. So (laughs) I was a little upset with Canada for a while because I felt like I had been duped. But, you know, I got over it and they legalized cannabis. And so I was like, all right, we'll put you back on the list. Yes. Yeah. So I definitely want to go to Canada. And I had somebody else on the show from Canada. And I think she was saying Toronto is where, I think that's where she said. I I also am not very good with geography. So I don't even know where Toronto is. Yeah. Um, It's on the east side above New York. Yeah. And see, I think she was talking about somewhere on the west coast. Mm. Which I don't know what's over there, like because I think neither. it's above us, but I don't are above me in California. But Toronto has um, um, carnival. Like Toronto mm. has a large group of diverse people in their area. Yeah. Um. So I've heard that it is amazing. And so imagine carnival. You know, like the Caribbean mm-hmm. carnival. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm doing that next year. Like. Oh my so, gosh! So they just yeah. had the San Francisco carnival out here, and I've been seeing people posting it on like on Facebook, like people I went to high school with, and I'm like, yeah. I want to do this next year. Yes. Okay. I just talked to a friend yesterday about doing one in Jamaica for next year. And that's going to be a lituation. Yeah. But, okay. Oh, my (laughs) God. I would so go with you. Okay. I'm going to send you the information because she's sending me the information. Yes. Because I'm like, that's next year is enough time for me to plan. Yes. Because I already have, like, my trips for this year planned out. So, like, my pocket is going to be 2023. Yeah. Real. Real. But 2023 is open. Yeah. Toronto has that. They apparently have good food there. Um, it's culturally diverse. I always need to know that there are more black people besides me yes. when I'm going to destinations. Yes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we, like, travel besties now? Everything. I think we so. are, like, new besties yes. in all of the way. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And we're going to document this entire journey. We're saying this. We're putting it in to the cosmos right now we're manifesting it right now that we're going to have a like crossover cushy travel bluntly black girls thing for carnival jamaica 2023 boom it's there it's there we put it it out there now it's gonna happen we're doing it yeah i'm very excited about this we're doing something in the bay area too and in shreveport oh you know when you come to the bay area you have to like let me know like that's a yes Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is so funny. So you also do events, right? Yes. So I, I want to talk a little bit about doing events. So like with a state that is as restrictive, <laughs> I, like I think that makes like the the task. I don't want to say task, or but it, I'm sure it is a task. But the feat of doing a successful event so much harder because literally. Yes. Two brands. That is, I'm still shocked. <laughs> like, yeah. How do you? Yeah. Do that? So how do you? So, do, what, what do you? Um, what, what events do you have, and like, how does that come about? Yeah. So I do an event once a month. Um, I do what's called a brunch and blunts, or an infused dinner. Um, so brunch and blunts is where we will meet at a local restaurant. 
Um, it's private property. Um, and we will order from that restaurant's menu. They'll let us smoke inside. We vibe. We have music. We play games. They play cards, dominoes, whatever. Um, or we, like, engage with each other with questions and different getting-to-know-you things. Um, or an infused dinner. Um, in Louisiana, because, um... It is so restrictive. <laughs> um, my events are on the underground. And so I use private property always and uh, email list. <laughs> and thanks to the power of social media, um, I have been able to capture lots and lots of emails, lots and lots and lots of emails because everybody uses cannabis. Um, and so... Uh, from that, we have events once a month, and they're always interesting um, because even though um, medical legalization is here, uh, medical legalization is still not 100% attainable for everyone because of cost, because of resources uh, to purchase product, whatever. Um, so, and I, I just became a medical patient in November, so how dare I, like, you know, turn away from the legacy market that I was a, a merchant of and still am a merchant of. Um, so my events are not exclusive to medical patients. So anyone can come to my events. Um, I vet everyone because we do have like very professional people that attend these events. We have the doctors, we have attorneys, we have educators, we have all of these various types of career professionals that attend these events. So I make sure that I vet everyone before they come. Um, and we just sit up and have a good time. We have a rule that if you take videos or pictures, you can't show anyone's face or their likeness. Um, people can put my uh, face and likeness in all of the things because I'm the one that's out there. <laughs> um, and then even when I shoot my own videos of the things, I just put myself in their hands or different things like that. Um, and it's just a time for us all to come together and be like, okay, life kicked my ass this week, but I'm glad to be here with y'all smoking a joint and having a release and just chilling out and being present and not having to worry about any of this other stuff going on. I freaking love it. I think that is so amazing because, like you said, that release is so necessary sometimes. And why not release with cannabis? Like, because it, right. it only makes why it not? so much better. And I, just, I love that you said you have all, people from all different walks of life because I think there is a very big stigma still, especially in the black community, especially for black women. Um, that if you smoke weed, you, you can't be successful. You can't be somebody who is a doctor or a lawyer or this, whatever. But we know, and you know, the people who have taken the time to do their own research and not just listen to what somebody else got to say, that, that that's not true. And so I love that you have a perfect in real life example of any and everybody can get it and still get it. Yes. 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 That's the beauty of what I love about it. Um, and these, even these events are diverse as far as race. They're diverse in age. There's older people. Uh, they're, it, they're all 21 plus, but there's older 60 year olds. There's 20 year olds. 
there's everybody in between in every type of walk of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because cannabis, like food, is like one of those great equalizers. Mm-hmm. Everybody eats. You have to eat. And a lot of people smoke weed. Mm-hmm. And because of damn Nixon and deciding to put this on the controlled substances list and Nancy Reagan with her war on drugs just say no, you know, cannabis got a bad rap. But here are states where we have medical programs. <laughs> so if this is a medicine, then why is this not a thing that doesn't have a negative stigma that we're not talking about and saying, hey, I was real fucked up yesterday, but I smoked me a joint and calmed down and was able to continue on with the rest of my day. Why aren't we having these conversations just as easily as if my head's hurting, I'm offering you a joint and not a Tylenol mm-hmm. or whatever these things may be right um so these events uh give us those opportunities to be able to come together and say hey here you are (laughs) here i am let's chill out let's eat this good food and just you know vibe out with each other and get to know each other and listen to some music and stuff experience something new and different and i think that's so important because i think the more that we we normalize it and we show that like this is something like when you say the cannabis community, like that's what cannabis is. It brings, it fosters community. And I firmly believe that if people were just nicer to each other a lot, not everything, because obviously things don't boil down to just being nice to each other, right? But if people were in community with each other more, there's a lot of things that could be solved. And yes. And why not do it high? Like, like, why not do it high? You, you got the community, you got the creativities, and you got the munchies. What could you go wrong? Yeah, there's. Listen, there's something seriously in relationships, right? Mm-hmm. In fostering relationships, I think that if we foster like true relationships, not even just as far as like accomplishing a goal of like creating whatever. Even some like direct things like poverty would be addressed if we truly built some relationships mm-hmm. with some folks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things could be addressed. Of course, there's some uh, systematic stuff in that. But if relationships, fostering relationships begins to address some of that. Right, that's the foundation. Um, yes, it's the foundation. Mm-hmm. So I like creating those experiences um, and those events where it's like you left away with maybe like a new friend or mm-hmm. uh, like just you just left feeling good when you how did this event make you feel when you left mm-hmm. that's what I want like I'm all about being in the event and all of that but all of it is very intentional on creating how you're feeling in the moment and when you leave yeah I love that so much I think it's um, an amazing thing that you're doing and I wish you many, many more years of success and and um, expansion. Um, yes. Because I think there should be a tour, cannabis tour guide in every city. So, at least every state. Yes, yeah. I agree. Right. So, I think that's just so beautiful. And um, I wish you the most success i you've definitely given me some ideas about some things i want to do now some cannabis experiences i want to have um specifically johannesburg i'm like very much excited to i think i'm gonna go watch that netflix movie 
Um, yeah, it's called, listen, How to Ruin Christmas. Um, it's only like four episodes. It's two seasons, four episodes. It's about this girl, Toomey, um, and she's returning to Johannesburg because her sister is getting married. Um, and it's uh, it's so inspiring because her sister is marrying um, a Zulu man, and so they're speaking in Sosa, and they're speaking in Zulu, um, and the like. There's the traditional parts of the wedding, and so there's the traditional Zulu gowns, um, and it's just fabulous. It's it's my vibe. It's right, fabulous. Say, it's my good. vibe. It sounds like just very colorful and very elegant it and very luxurious. It's like small. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And like yours, yes. <laughs> colors. Exactly. I, I love colors. I love yes. colors. Um, well, that is, so let's, what are some of the non-fun parts of what you do? Because, you know, there's always non-fun yeah. parts. Yeah. So we don't want, you know, every people thinking everything is going to be roses if they decide to go. Oh, no. You don't have to dig through the mud to get to the roses. Yeah, no, there's a lot of self-doubt that comes into this, um, especially when you are trying to convince other people of your vision or you're trying to sell your vision to other people and not even sell. Um, you're trying to, well, yeah, sell. It Ultimately, a sell. Uh, sell your vision to other people or, or want them to latch on to this idea. Um, and no's hurt. Of course, no's don't keep you down. Um, but nose hurt and nose cause self-doubt. Um, even the intimidation part of even bearing your gifts, because that's what it is. In all of the entrepreneurship, self-employed, creative people, we all are essentially bearing whatever it is that our gifts are. We're showing ourselves uh, to our audience we're being vulnerable in aspects of this is who I am right um and that's tough and that's intimidating um especially when you're trying to get to the next level and you're maybe like I don't know where I need to go or what I need to do or I've gotten this no and do I want to try again um and that's all hard as hell and tough 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 um and i have to self-talk myself all the time <laughs> i have to self-talk myself all the time and it goes back to one of the affirmations that you said about being deserving um because just think about the glimpse of the people that we see on the reality shows and these people are making buku bugs. They're living their life. They're having great times, right? Um, and we know how we clash with some of their personalities just on what TV's shown us. Or like, oh, I wouldn't be friends with that type of person or whatever, right? If that person is able to be successful in whatever right it is and live what they are enjoying as their life and having a great time, and making more than just a living on this and being able to have freedoms and do whatever it is, why can't I? What makes them different than me? Not about the opportunities and the movements, but just in the core of the person. What makes them different than me? So if they can do it, why can't I do it? What's stopping me? Sure, I might get this no, but what if I get a yes? I won't know if I can get that yes. 
unless I take that risk, unless I, my soul, unless I put myself out there. Um, so that whole battle between the negative of this is hard, this is tough, this is isolating, I'm confused, uh, with the, I can do this. <laughs> I deserve this. I know I can do this, even though I am looking cross-eyed and wild-haired or whatever, I know I can do this. Um, and being grateful in the moments, like wherever it is, like it might not be where I want it to be, um, but I'm really grateful for where it is right now. Um, so those are the tough things with it. Yeah, I think um, what you said about being grateful for where you're at right now is something that like really I have learned to appreciate over the yeah. last like few months. Because um, I'm very much, like you said, you're a planner. I'm very much a planner. I'm very much a forward thinker. I have plan A, plan B, plan C. Sometimes I have plan D. Because that makes me feel secure. Like knowing that I have a way to figure out how to get out of something makes me feel so much more secure. And it takes me, but it takes me out of the moment. And so I can't see a lot of the times like, hey, Right now, you are so much farther than you were a year ago, a month ago, even yesterday. I can't yes. see that and appreciate it because I'm so worried about what is going to happen a week from now, two weeks from now, a year from now. And yeah. learning to stop and say, good job now. Like, let's worry about later, later. But good job now because you've yes. you've made progress. And... um. I am a perfectionist. <laughs> I want to be a recovering perfectionist, but I am not recovering yet because we're still still, still struggling quite a bit. <laughs> but I want to get to the point where it is um, a lot more instinctual for me to, to think progress over perfection. And I think, yeah. I think that um, celebrating where you are at now is a huge stepping stone to getting yeah. to that point. And it's not easy. Yeah, it, it's not. And, you know, it's a mindset change mm -hmm. because it's going from looking at, well, I didn't reach goal B mm -hmm. to recognize I did reach goal A mm -hmm. and I'm not before that. Mm -hmm. So, And, and you're, you're literally standing at the same point. It's just about how you're seeing what it is that you're seeing. Um, that's tough because sometimes it's like what? Because you're you were so focused on whatever that thing was, right? Um, and then it doesn't happen yet, and we'll say it it hasn't happened yet. But it's like, well, why the fuck not? Right. Or it doesn't <laughs> or happen in the way like the way you visioned it. Yes, right. yes, and it's like. I'm focusing in on that, but it's not, I'm not being grateful for, dang, I'm so much further yeah. than where I was, or I'm in that too, um, because even my mom has commented that since I quit my job, um, I'm a way much more pleasant person now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Look right? at that. Get out of corporate America and you become happier? Who, who I said? I became happier. Who said? I was part of the great resignation and I became happier. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, but I think about, like, sometimes I'm like, dang, I'm not doing exactly what I want to do. 
uh, with Kishi Travel right now. Um, and then I feel like I'm kind of like neglecting loving this life a little bit, or I'm not able to do this or whatever. But then I have to like be like, girl, get yourself all the way together. You slept until nine o'clock this morning. And if you were working this nine to five job, you would not have been able to do that. Like mm-hmm. you are literally getting up this morning, figuring out what you're going to do and your day ain't even planned. Like be grateful for that. You are much more pleasant now. Right. You're happier. Be grateful for that. Yeah. Yes, right. happier. To the point where other people can see it. Yes. Because I think, Not I think it's one thing to know me. one thing to, to know you're happier, right? But when it just outwardly shows to other people to the point where they have to even comment and say, hey, girl, you glowing right now. Like, the glow up is real. Yes. yes. That is yes. something to absolutely be grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I... I uh, the only thing I can attribute my small stepping stones uh, to is therapy. And even even like right there, like um, me saying my small stepping stones, I have a, I have a knack of uh, minimizing, Minimize. right, minimizing the things that I do without even recognizing it. And my therapist pointed it out and she's like, I need you to start celebrating the things that you're doing now instead of worrying about the things that you haven't done or may not do because that's what's getting you frustrated and stressed and sad and all these things whereas if you celebrate like okay you're right i didn't get to b but i did the fuck out of a like we made that bitch sparkle (laughs) like that is something to celebrate and you need to do that so um yes i'm on this train i'm jumping on the train with you um, and I'm so happy to, you're like, I want to be looking at, at, at a mirror. You are my mirror in like the next two, three, four, five months. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling right now. Or at least that's what I'm, I'm hoping for. That hit me in my feels. I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Not, well, let, like, I'm not quitting my job in like two, three, four months, but <laughs> that the happiness factor and the, being able to appreciate you and yeah. and know that you are deserving of these things. Yeah. Uh, that is exactly what I yes. what I want. So it's it's beautiful to see your affirmations and Yes. Yeah. It's the freedom. Yeah. Um but I I love this conversation. I love your um your story. I love what you're doing and I love your positivity and your energy. It is infectious. It is uh beautiful it's like you have this this beautiful ray of sunshine around you right now and um it's just it makes my heart all happy that um we got to talk and me and now we're going to be travel besties like that is absolutely going to be a thing yeah i think there we go yeah okay there we go okay um but yeah so now we are friends like that's a thing yes um, well, no, we're friends. Yeah. yeah, we're friends. Absolutely. Um, so I want to yeah. say thank you for coming through first. We're not quite done, but I want to say thank you for coming through and sharing your story with us and sharing all of thank these um, inspirational little gems that you've dropped on us here because I'm definitely feeling inspired. <clears throat> so I haven't... I haven't... Um, done 
a giggles in a very long time. Okay. So, but you said you have a good story for us um, about your very first infused dinner. So, yes. <laughs> we're going to have a giggle section. I'm going to give you the floor and you can, um, actually, I need to, I feel like I should smoke during this, but I finished my golden state, so I'm going to grab something else that's already rolled up. Okay. Uh, one of my baby jeters. I love baby jeters. Let me tell you something. Ah, I love they are amazing. Listen, baby jeters be popping, popping. So where do you get yours from? Oklahoma? No. So I get them when I'm in LA because they don't even have them in Oklahoma. Um, I I just pick them up when I'm in LA. I usually do, um, ease. Um, mm-hmm. or like nut club and they may have some in them, but then I'll go to the dispensary and get as many as I can because they're so expensive, but they are so good and they have you lit, lit, lit. You think it's that little baby, but that baby packs a motherfucking punch mm-hmm. and oh, I oof, love oof. me some baby jitters. It's one of my absolute favorite brands. Um, I have like three brands that I always have in my little stash tell me the other ones what are the other ones baby jeters is one um coastal sun is the other one and then um uh kaliva which is like the local dispensary Mm -hmm. around here um i always have something from them at least one of them if not probably closer to like two out of three but most of the time, three out of three. <laughs> because, like, yeah. I just, you cannot go wrong. Um, Kaliva has such a wide variety that I'm always trying something new from them. And then uh, Coastal, I never have anything I don't like. And their price point is absolutely amazing. And But the, the flower is fire. And then Baby yeah. Jeter's, like, I mean, can't go wrong. Yeah, Baby Jeter's is, like, it. Package Girl also. Mm-hmm. So they have, like, interesting social media promotions and stuff. Um, I got one of their um, Space Jam uh, packs that they had with the two ones. Uh, but I love Baby Jeter, so I agree with you on that. Yes, yes. Very happy. So I'm going to light this up and let you... You want to hit yours first, or you want to go ahead and go into your... Yeah, story? I'll hit it. Yes, yes, yes. I have a little bit left. Just a smidge. I know, I finished my... Well, I, I admit, I I stuffed like half a... <coughs> half a... <coughs> do you see the difference (coughs) this stuff took you out (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) yeah so wait let me random question just because I thought about it okay um are you more of a sativa girl or hybrid or indica? I am a daytime <laughs> sativa. Well, you know what? I'm going to use it all because I'm going to do an indica at nighttime. If I need to go to sleep, um, I'm going to do a daytime sativa for during the day to go to various things. Um, and sometimes I'll be on high evening things if I'm going out okay like hybrid yeah yeah that makes sense I think that's probably about about what my 
my schedule is. Even though I only do Indica at night if I'm like, I can't sleep. Otherwise, yeah. I'll do like an Indica leaning hybrid and that'll still mm-hmm. help me because I don't need a lot of Indica to knock out. Like, and I mean knock yeah. out. So it's only if I absolutely cannot sleep. Yeah, that's, I'll be like, okay, I can't sleep. Um, I need something. And so I'll smoke, but then I'll also uh, like pop a gummy or I have uh, like some weed lean. I'll drink a little bit of that. Um, I'll top an edible off with it as well. I'm very, so I'm very cautious with edibles um, because I always seem to overdose myself. And it's so funny because even when I think I know what I'm doing. I apparently don't. Because <laughs> because last night I was watching a game and I have these um wanna the sour gummies. Yeah, I've right. had and some I've of those. Had these mo- many times. Many like this is probably like the third or fourth bottle. And I've mm-hmm. always taken two. And I popped two last night. And I had a I had a rest during halftime because I was like, I'm fucking high. Like, oh my God. And then and then halftime was over. So I was like, okay, up, you know, because the game is on, so I was like, okay, we can we're gonna deal with this. But at, right after the game went off, I passed out. And those are sativa. So there's no reason I should have passed out. <laughs> I passed out so hard. And it was like only 8 o'clock. I didn't wake up until like 7 this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? At first I was like, oh, just just like go to sleep for an hour. Like I set my alarm for an hour because, you know, you think you go to sleep. Then like I'm going to be up all at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, just sleep for an hour. And then my alarm went off. It said, nah, bitch, go back to sleep. Just turn it off. <laughs> Seven o'clock this morning, I woke up. Almost 12 hours. Off some, some yes. Off of sativa gummies. What did you smoke before that? Well, okay, so that's what I thought. I was like, maybe it was what I had before, which was the Jeters. But even the Jeters are sativa. It's the sativa ones. <laughs> you got God. <laughs> I was sitting I was laying, I remember laying on my bed during halftime looking up the ceiling like uh <laughs> I was like I really thought we were past this point in life. Right. I really thought this like you were you knew your consumption better than this. <laughs> I only do edibles when I'm about to go to sleep because I just know that it's going to help me get a deeper sleep. <laughs> I may pop a capsule or a little something, like if I'm going somewhere and I know I'm not going to be able to smoke, but I'm going to smoke first and then pop the edible so I can get like a boost. (laughs) But no, that was too much that you experienced on last night. It was a lot. It was a lot. And then my team lost. So that was even harder for me. Oh, no. And it says on the bottle, it says mango, sativa, inspired. It did not inspire well, it did. It inspired me to go to sleep. That's what it inspired. It inspired you to take a whole long nap. Oh my gosh! But I did sleep well. I'll admit that. So, yes, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so I'm very cautious with edibles because they always seem to hit me very strangely. Yeah, 
Um, I forgot how we got here, but um, I'm supposed to be telling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, story. told my own story. Yeah. Go ahead. Giggle. No, because yours was a giggle. <laughs> <laughs> yours was. <laughs> um. So, um, I had just started smoking like in 2015, 16, somewhere around there. Um, and decided that after watching several episodes of Bon Appetit, um, that I should host a uh, weed dinner and consulted a friend. And she was like, oh, our birthdays were all Scorpios. Me, you, and another friend should all partner together. Da, 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 da. So we decided just to randomly start asking some local chefs that we knew that smoked uh, about them cooking uh, with weed. Well, none of them had really cooked with weed before or really knew the dosing. Like, they knew what to do, but they didn't know anything about the dosing or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time we came up with a uh, meeting to plan the menu and stuff, we were always high. (laughs) So we came up with, like, these elaborate-ass menus. (laughs) And we decided we were going to bring in four local chefs, uh, four-course meal, um and right <laughs> That's a, like how many people were gonna be here like 25 people okay so let me tell you this is the crazy part about this so we decided to do it on the property of one of the birthday girls her pay like so uh they live it's in the country <laughs> um so it's like a i guess like a 45 minute drive from here or so um and so they had a lot of land so it's like this outdoor dinner setup, table setup. It's like 25 people, all our friends. We told everybody to dress up. Um, we told everybody to bring a smokable to share and to also bring a bottle of wine or liquor. Not even thinking about that we're going to have this four-course menu that ended up being like five or six courses. That sounds like so much intoxication. Listen. <laughs> like, so, edibles, smoking, and cross-faded. That sounds yes. like a night. Yes. That's and a listen, listen, so we had set up, like, all these setups because they had land. Like, we had a hookah area. We had, like, a s'mores bar area. We had set up some bonfires on various parts. So I always like for people when we're at dinners, because it was a long family style table, to go around and introduce themselves because everybody doesn't know each other. So it's a way for you to get to know everybody. Well, for whatever reason, we came up with the idea that we all were going to take shots because we came up with this idea for this dinner on National Vodka Day. So we all were going to take vodka shots. And you had to introduce yourself to the people Take a hit, tell us what you brought, and pass it to the neighbor. So then the whole table ends up taking a hit of all the different things. Plus, we had wine. (laughs) Oh, my. There were shots going on, and then the dinner starts rolling. So, like, the first course was, like, these flatbread pizzas with, like, prosciutto and mozzarella. And the chef was bragging that he made these with Gorilla Glue. So we're already starting off with this heavy indica that's just going to take us all the way down on top of this liquor, and we're all smoking. We then had, like, a soup and a salad. Um, We had some butter.
poached lobster with short rib ragu homemade pasta. And you're getting like a big dish of this thing, right? <laughs> it's fancy like, as fuck. Like, right. that sounds like a dinner I would yeah. like besides all the intoxication because that sounds hurtful but yeah, the, the food, food sounds amazing it and was the, and then we had dessert and dessert this is some high ass shit for you because uh, we came up with this one day we were high the dessert was um a almond cake stuffed with cheesecake <laughs> with cherries and buttercream and slivered almonds and it was it was so much going on so these are all all these courses are infused nobody knows anything about the dosages (laughs) (laughs) so these are all test runs (laughs) (laughs) and we're all eating all of the courses and it's it's nighttime in November in the woods in the country and there's bonfires and stuff around us. Oh. <laughs> the girls' parents are eating dinner with us. Oh. It's a, it's a family of it's everything. It's twenty five people. So at some point the dinner is over. We take a couple of pictures and we're by the bonfire doing stuff. So me and this guy we're off to the side talking and we're just talking. I don't even remember what he was talking about. Um, but I knew I was spending the night down there because we were like, it's a long drive. We don't know how fucked up you go get. Plan to spend the night because they had lots of bedrooms and also they had lands in your camp out. And so me and him were talking about whatever. I have no idea what it is. But at some point, my brain just clicked. It's a girl, bitch, go lay down right the fuck now. <laughs> so I, it, it's just midnight at this point. <laughs> It's after all this, it's just midnight. At some point, he was talking to me. I just walked off from him. <laughs> and I walked into that house, and I'm sitting up, swaying, and I'm, like, pulling off my clothes and praying that I make it into the bedroom that was assigned to me. <laughs> that, Because um, I had to lay down. I would think I so after it. all that. I was twitching the night away. At this point, like twitching. none of us really knew about like I, that I needed to like uh, smoke some CBD, CBD or take some type of CBD oil or anything to bring my high down. Girl, I was just involuntarily moving in the bed. Like I'm just <laughs> like moving and dancing. Girl, that stuff was so dang all crazy. And then the next morning, the parents made us biscuits and gravy <laughs> for breakfast. It was she regular is- biscuits and gravy, but they were feeding all of us. They said, they y'all need to so- stop some of this up <laughs> with some biscuits. <laughs> that sounds like a night. I don't know was- that I've ever ended up just dancing or twitching in bed after smoking, but you know. That what better way to spend your birthday? It was, it was, uh, I never want to experience that again. <laughs> the level of intoxication, uh, the vibes, yes. The level of intoxication, <laughs> no. Um, Literally just was, walked away in the middle of, like, yeah, sir, I got to go. Girl, and yes, because <laughs> I had plans on going to the s'mores bar. I had plans on being over in the hookah area. I had on a custom made dress for the night. I like doing it None up. None of that matters. I need to go lay down now. 
That is hilarious. I don't know that I've ever been that. Well, I have been laid down high, but I don't know that I've ever been as much as you counted off. Cause that's that's a lot. That's a lot, especially for people who don't know how to do the dosage. Like I firmly believe that all of the dosage was probably at least double what it should have been just because that's normally how life works. Yes. And add alcohol and smoking and that doesn't normally end well. Actually, it normally ends up with you throwing up in the toilet. Or I, yeah, I, I was grateful like, I did not throw up, but the biscuits and gravy helped me not throw up the next morning. Because it was, oh, I never want to feel like that again. It was not great. And luckily, the chefs now have apps and different things where they can do the dosages. Um, but it was a crazy great time. But the whole, like, even to this day, this was in 2017. So even to this day, when I see that guy like around town, I think about that night I just walked off from him talking to me. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go lay down. I gotta go think about life. I gotta go. (laughs) So wait, did did uh, the mom and dad get high as shit too? Yeah. So so this (laughs) is what so this is how we were even able to have this there. The mama and daddy smoked this stuff anyway. So when we went to approach them about this, they were like, oh, yeah. Um, And so they actually were the first people I tried dabs with, like, randomly one day on a porch and stuff. Um, But, yeah, it was a family affair. Everybody was out there. Like, everybody was out there. The brother. (laughs) That is the type of friends, family that I need to find. Mom, them teach me how to use this dab right? Because I don't want to. Right. <laughs> it was like 25 of us out there. And it was a beautiful table set up. Everything was just beautiful and a vibe. There was music. Uh, and then the parents were there. And they're laughing and drinking and smoking and chilling and doing what they do. So it was a good time. That is... Sounds like a great birthday. Like, minus yeah, the... it was. I'm pretty sure I would have thrown up. <laughs> I, I'm like 95% sure of that so besides yes. that part sounds like I wish I would have been there yes yeah yeah it was a good time <laughs> that is I cannot even imagine like I'm sitting here trying to think like how much THC was on that lobster listen he but he did cannabis butter and poached them in the butter. Mm-hmm. But then he made the pasta. It was homemade pasta. And the pasta had oil in it. And then he did a short rib ragu. And that had infusions in it as well. And then the pizza. The flatbreads. Mm-hmm. We had a gazpacho and a salad. Those were all infused. That cake was infused. It was all a lot of We're just going to put weed in everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Everything. But, Let's put as much weed in it as possible. But did it taste good? Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything was delicious. Because these are like for real, for real chefs. Um, they are like, they're like, they're restaurateurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know what they're so doing. These, yes. <laughs> these are the creatives to do it. And they make damn good food. That, now I'm hungry. Now I'm going yes. to here figure out what I'm eat for lunch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I very much appreciate you sharing that story with us. I could not even imagine being that high. 
I, I overdosed on two little gummies and thought I was going to die. So I could not imagine what you were feeling. Um, but I, I will say I'm very, I too did not know CBD would help bring you down before. Um, like the last few times that I've overdosed myself. So this time I remembered and I rolled up a CBD joint and it did help bring me down. But I still was hot as shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was a lot. Um, but that that that's an amazing story, and um, I want to go to your, one of your parties. Like I'm gonna have to make a trip just to Louisiana just to go to one of your parties. Come on, yeah. I need to have parties in the Bay too. But yes, come on, come on down. We are here, and we're a lot more open than y'all. <laughs> Way more. Yeah. Like way more. Yeah. Y'all have social consumption lounges in the bay. We only have one. We only have one. Like I wish there were more. And um, but you know, things to come. Things to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it is about that time to wrap up this sister smoke session. I have had an amazing time sitting here talking to you and smoking with you about amazing sounding dinners, being inspirational, being on your shit, having faith in yourself and getting where you deserve and are destined to be. Yes, me yeah. too. I've had a great time. Whether in life or on a plane, we are traveling. Um, so before we wrap up the show I always like to end the show with a random ass question because what is highness without randomness yes um, so I have a list of questions there numbered 4 through 20 you can pick a number and I will ask you that question um 17 it's so funny because that was exactly the number I was looking at <laughs> um what was the first physical CD or album that you paid for with your own money? Oh. I don't know about paid for with my own money, but I know the first album that I had, and I don't know if it was a gift or what, was uh, Will Smith and <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff. Parents just don't understand. Um, and I had the 45 single. Um, <laughs> and I had a little record player. <laughs> Man, and look, now, how many years later, and he's slapping people on the Oscars? Listen. Look. <laughs> look. Parents just don't understand. Parents Look, just don't understand. And people just don't understand. You don't talk about a man's wife, apparently. People just don't understand. They don't get it. I see the Listen. relevance. I see the relevance. <laughs> he warned us years ago. He yeah. been telling us what he was gonna do. Look. And listen, I am an I am a proponent of checking folks where the offense happens. So am I. Get off where you know. So, because listen. Look, I understand that maybe that wasn't the best place, but I also understand that get off where you mad at. Like, this is where you decided to be disrespectful, so then I'm going to have to do the same thing. Period. Right. Do I wish Period. that maybe I, had, I, I, I did it backstage? Of course. Hindsight is twenty twenty. But am I mad that I did it now? Not at all. 
even with like you know the whole idea of the right place or wrong place to do stuff boils down to respectability politics which is some like ingrained like white supremacist shit that's ingrained in us from slavery times because it's like oh you don't do that in front of the white people because what they gonna say or you shouldn't do that because what people gonna be saying about you why not why can't i feel my feelings why can't if you are violent towards me i can't answer your violence what makes physical violence worse than words violence they both hurt they both cause damage my face will heal from you punching me but it's gonna take a longer time for my spirit my soul my being to heal from these words that you don't use to cut up with me with like what <laughs> i think that i agree with everything you said one but I also think that, um, and it may be, I want it to not be respectable, respectability politics, but that may be what it is. But I do think that I don't want to, I don't want to give somebody else the opportunity to be like, see, I told you. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where I say, maybe I would have done it in a different place. Not because... Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it in front. I don't want you to be able to come back and use that against me. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than that, I believe in protecting black women. A hundred percent. And if in that moment he was led to walk up on that stage, I a hundred percent support you. A hundred percent. So, I I don't know. Would that be respectability politics? What do you think? I don't know. Maybe. maybe I don't know. It could be. It it could be a. It could be even a thing of just you wanting to be like indiscreet and not having somebody have a leg up on you about whatever. Whatever it could be, right? But I also believe in if you disrespected me and mine in public, I'm going to go ahead and show you about what I need to be doing right. up in public. Especially because this is not the first time. It's repeated behavior. Repeated, and, and I think that's the thing that like frustrates me because I've always been the one who has been on the opposite end of that. Like, you want to sit here and be mad at me for my reaction, but you take absolutely no accountability for what you did that led to my reaction. All it is now is, oh, my reaction, and this is, oh, you shouldn't have done, no, motherfucker, you should have kept your fucking mouth shut. You should have kept your mouth shut. And I in no way, shape, or form believe that he did not know about her medical condition. And you don't talk about people's medical conditions, period. He was violent. And it's not <laughs> the first time. this lady. This lady was offended. Nope. Right. Nope, nope, nope. Right. So, nope. and I also believe, and everyone's like, oh, he's, he's going to suffer for this. Y'all, Will Smith will be fucking fine. <laughs> like, let's be clear. <clears throat> Even if yes. he never gets work a day again in his life, him, his children, his children's children, and probably those their grandkids will be fine. <laughs> so at that point, I can yeah. do what the fuck I want to do because you no longer affect me. So if I'm going to walk up on stage and slap the fuck out of you, I feel a lot better about doing that when I know I got my millions to fall back on. So... <laughs> 
It's fine. Will was living in his truth of being free at that moment. Right. And I'm here for it. All here for it. All here for it. Now, I say all that, and I have not, I saw that um, Jada put a response out on the Red Table Talk where she talked about what happened or whatever. And I haven't watched that, so I can't have an opinion opinion on it. But I am very interested to see um, kind of what she said. More from the point of somehow this all became her fault. Like, even though he walked his two legs up there, somehow this was all Jada's fault, and now she's this horrible woman who, like, no man should ever want to marry a woman like her because she's just this horrible woman. No. Right. Which is a whole nother... I cannot even deal with it. But I think I want to see her response more from that point because I really want to hear how she dealt with being blamed for something that is no way, shape, or form her fault. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm more interested in that than anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I haven't um, watched her response. I didn't even um, know, like, what angle she was coming from with her, like, what, what she said with it. I just know that in that moment, and when I saw, like, her body movements in her face, and I saw what Will did, I immediately put myself in that position, right, um, as a black woman. Um, and I saw this dude who knows better, mm-hmm. who should know better. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the relationship black women have with their hair. You have you know. literally two movies, two documentaries. You know, <laughs> you know, so you know what you're not supposed to do. So I know how I felt as a black woman. It was like, mm-hmm. Yes, Will. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chris, you wrong. You wrong, my dude. You wrong. Like you said, I'm all here for. You wrong. I'm all here for black men standing up for black women. And yeah, whatever shape form that may take. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But I do want to hear how she felt, what was going through her mind. Mm-hmm. Um, even what you're saying about how they turned this and made this completely hurtful. I even saw people posting um, about how Jada is toxic mm-hmm. and how she doesn't need to be with anybody and her and Will are toxic mm-hmm. and all these other things. They're like, they're always talking about stuff. You be talking about stuff on social media too? What you talking about? <laughs> I, well, I just, like, like, it, it's just crazy to me. Like, how do you... What makes you think you understand the dynamic of their relationship? You don't know these people. <laughs> yeah. That's the other part of it as well. You know, people were talking about how uh, Will didn't have any problem with August Alsina, but they had a problem with Chris Rock saying something. And it's like, are you missing the whole point of there was a consensual open relationship versus someone who is attacking your what how do those two two things correlate i don't understand it people (laughs) want to be wrong so desperately they will find a connection between anything so i it doesn't surprise me at all the things that people say but i and i think that's more why i'm interested to hear you know her take on it like and how it affected her because some of the things that people are saying i'm just like how did you how did you get from A to B? <laughs> like, <laughs> how? Right. Uh, it doesn't you know, make sense. You no. Know, but, you know, people always believe that they know best. So, 
Yeah, gonna, I don't get it. They're going to say what they want to say, even if they're loud and wrong. Yep. And loud and wrong mm-hmm. is what they are sitting up being mm-hmm. and doing. Mm-hmm. 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 Just loud and wrong. That is like, so if uh, parents don't just, parents don't understand, just, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Parents just don't understand. <laughs> uh, Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. My first CD was Britney Spears, Baby One More Time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. I, I think I, my parents just moved and um, I found a box full of my old CDs. And I think it's in there. And I think I was like maybe 11 when I bought it or something. So I'm very excited to go through the box and look through it. Yeah, I have a blast from the past. Yes, exactly. All my mixtapes, my mix CDs um, from high school, they were all called the Bomb Shit Volume Whatever. I think I got up to like Volume 45 or something. (laughs) Yes. So go down memory lane. Uh-huh. Well, I think that wraps up another episode of Bluntly Black Girls. And I appreciate you so, so very much for coming through and being bluntly black and high as fuck and honest as fuck. It is and as inspirational as fuck. I knew I was gonna have a hard time getting that out. Um <laughs> and yes, yeah, just being a like a true gem that you are. Uh, flying all over the place, you know, getting the weeds from all the different locations. I know, I think I want to, like, go to just, like, a bunch of different random states and try their weed. It just sounds like fun, right? Yes. Tell me when you're going to D.C., I'll meet you over there. Yeah, we're gonna gonna plan some trips. So, (laughs) before we get out of here, um, go ahead and give the people's your contact information how can they get in touch with you if they want to talk they have any questions they want to attend one of your events yes all of that i am at cushy travel k-u-s-h-y-t-r-a-v-e-l i'm on instagram on facebook at gmail.com cushy travel everywhere love it i love the consistency just makes it easy right Mm-hmm. Right. Make sure you guys get on her email list so that you can let you can know about her next event, especially if you are in Shreveport, right? That's where you have most of your events. Do you ever do yes. events in um, Oklahoma or um, what's the other state? Arkansas. <laughs> oh, you know why I don't remember? Because I really truly don't like the name of that state. It is R. Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> it is R. Kansas. Arkansas. That is what yes. it is. And that is how it should be pronounced. But America. Okay. And that's why I never remember anything about Arkansas because in my head, I say Arkansas. Yep. We are actually, well, I am. I always say we because of the brand, but I am actually planning something for Oklahoma real, 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 real soon. Um, as well as East Texas, real, 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 real soon. But I'm open to having cushy travel events everywhere. Um, the main thing that I have, and again, these aren't limited to medical patients. Uh, the main issue that I have had is finding locations. Um, locations that will allow us to smoke inside of their facilities or if they have fabulous outdoor and patio space. Uh, it's just about being us being able to smoke there, 
um, and just going from there. Love it. So if that means, one, if you want a cushy travel event, let her know in your city. Yes. Two, if you have a location where you would like to host or help her host a cushy travel event, please make sure you hit her up because we are all about spreading and expanding and having as many cushy travel infused dinners that are <laughs> not deadly. Let's <laughs> <No. laughs> Right. I was trying to think of the best way to put that. <laughs> So that yeah, we don't end up just we don't passing need to do out. Alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just end up passing out in the middle of the conversation. Yes. If you would like mm-hmm. to go to those. And you know, who knows? Some people may like to get that high. And if you do, now you know where to go. <laughs> she said no, not again. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Um, I again want to say thank you to my smoking sister Jada. And I want to say follow us on uh, excuse me, follow us at Bluntly Black Girls on IG and Bluntly BLK Girls on Twitter. You guys can visit the website. Don't forget to get your intentional highness box set with the journal, face mask, and all that fun stuff. They are still on sale on the website, www.bluntlyblackgirls.com. And that's where you can find more podcast episodes and announcements and things like that as they come. Don't forget to comment, rate, subscribe, talk to me, talk to Jada. As you can tell, we like to talk. Uh, Do. Let let us know what you think about the episode. If you have any places on your travel list that you would like to go try cannabis in, I would love to hear it because Jada definitely let me know about Johannesburg. And now I'm like, where else? So let us know where you guys would like to go um, and travel with some cannabis. Uh, smoke a blunt, drink your water, and fuck what anybody got to say about being a bluntly black girl. We're out. Peace.